Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Hey, I'm Ron Aaron. Glad to have you with us here on WellMed Radio. And with me today is our new co-host, uh, Dr. Joshua Beck, who has been co-hosting for a little over a year, has gone on to bigger and better things for himself at WellMed and doesn't have the time to do the show, for which we're sorry. Then again, we're happy to welcome Dr. Marissa Charles. Uh, she will be with us at WellMed at Ingram Park is where you find her in San Antonio. Doctor of Osteopathy earned her bachelor's degree from Texas A&M University and College Station. Whoop! Whoop. Earned her medical degree from the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth. And Dr. Charles completed her family medicine residency at the Christus Spahn Memorial Hospital in Corpus Christi, Texas. So you have diagonally gone across Texas. I have. I've managed to stay in Texas, though. Yeah. And what brought you to San Antonio? Um, well, WellMed was a fantastic opportunity. And I had some friends that did residency with me that are practicing here as well. So, Well, we're delighted to have you on as our new co-host. And, and I'm happy to be that. here. And you also, as I recall, are uh, bilingual, Spanish and English. Correct. Yes. Because I know we've done interviews with you for Spanish media. Yes, we have. Yes. Well, we that's have. pretty cool. Well, welcome aboard. And while we do that, why don't we jump to WellMed at Bayside, where Dr. Lisa Holland joins us. She is a, a WellMed physician, received her bachelor's degree from Baylor University in Waco, earned her medical degree at Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida, completed her residency at Texas Health Presbyterian Hospital in Dallas, and she is board certified in internal medicine. And Dr. Holland, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. And although uh, there's so much attention being paid uh, to COVID-19, the uh, coronavirus that has just ripped across Texas and across the country, and none of the news is really very good with so many people diagnosed with it, so many people who have died, approaching now 70,000 uh, nationwide and going higher and higher and higher. But there is as is true in any tragedy, an interesting side effect, and that is telemedicine, which has been stuck on the back shelf in many, many medical clinics. Oh, yeah, we have it, but nah, uh, we're not going to do it. But yeah, 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 we got it. Nah, we're not going to do it. All of a sudden, telemedicine is hot, is it not? Oh, it is. It's become so popular these days. And because... Well, it's it's become very popular because we have recognized as a society that having people face-to-face in person is a risk for illness and in particular this new coronavirus strain that is ravaging the nation. And so we have found this way or have really ramped up this way of providing care and we can still provide face-to-face quality care for our patients without having to put them through the risk of leaving their home, stopping for gas, walking through a lobby, and, you know, into an office, and we can provide them, you know, that care in the comfort of their home. And when you see them on screen, uh, is it uh, a pretty good picture if they've got a growth on their forehead that you hadn't seen before, you can actually spot it? 
Yeah, it's it's amazing the ability that the telemedicine platform has these days, and, and most of that is thanks to the great camera features that most of us have on our mobile devices these days, uh, although even some people still use a desktop and a webcam to do their telemedicine visits, um, the, the camera quality is really good, and uh, our telemedicine platform uh specifically, does give patients an option of taking a picture and loading it to the platform for me to view. So if, for instance, something is on somebody's uh, forearm and they want to get a really good picture of it, they can take a picture and load it up and I can view that picture during our discussion. And that's very helpful too. How well are folks adapting uh, to that use? You know, the stereotype is seniors are really not adapted, electronics, Truths out not to be true, right? It's It's been a little bit challenging, but the biggest challenge has been resolved by letting our patients know that we will take care of them. We will be the IT in the office. We will register them, walk them through the platform in until my face is the face that they are seeing. And if they understand that we will hold their hand every step of the way to ensure success, um, they're uh, very willing to proceed. We're talking on our WellMed Hotline with Dr. Elisa Holland, WellMed at Bayside. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to not only WellMed Radio, but to our new co-host who is with us today, Dr. Marissa Charles. She's at WellMed at Ingram Park up here in San Antonio, and we're delighted to have her on board. If you're just joining us, you're listening to us on 930 AM, The Answer, or by podcast. We have podcasts of all of our shows that you can download and listen to. And Marissa, as you were listening to Dr. Holland, uh, you were you were smiling and shaking your head. Yes, Absolutely. your experience with Wilmot patients has been the same. They're adapting. Very similar. So obviously we do have some patients that are struggling, but we are taking the time to try to walk them through step by step, just like uh, Dr. Holland said. Um, the few that we are struggling with well, would probably be ones that either don't have access to the um, platform via, you know, not having the smartphone or that type of a device. Or, um, but actually, in those cases, a lot of times they have family members that can help them, and so we rely on the family members to guide them through as well. Of course, with our help. Yeah, I mean, the negative stereotype would be cracking open that flip phone with the dust right. spilling out as they open it up. Uh, but you're right. Most of them will have family who can help. And if they don't, is WellMed able to assist them in getting any new technology? Well, you know, we've we've tried a few different things. Um, there is a new thing that we're doing here in San Antonio um, <clears throat> using a device called a GramPad. Um, so we'll actually have patients um, where we can either take it into the home or we can have them drive up to the clinic, not step foot in the clinic, but be seen through one of these devices in the parking lot. It's called the Gram Pad. Called the Gram Pad. Yeah, it's very simple. Like an iPad. Like an iPad, um, and then it's just a device that allows the face-to-face communication, and all the patient has to do is click a button that answers the telephone call. And can they take that home with them then? So, not right now. Um, we do have some plans coming, you know, moving forward, where we may have um, either a, a driver service bring the device to the home. Um, but that's still in the works. But there are plans to be able to do that in the future. Uh, Dr. Holland, one of the things that I guess is is missed by many of us who are not physicians, and that is it really is important to be able to see your patient. Doing it over the phone without video is okay, but you miss a lot, do you not? 
You absolutely do. You you can miss the nuances in someone's behavior. You can miss the the look on their face, the emotion. Uh, somehow emotion just isn't conveyed as well over a telephone as it is when you're looking at somebody. And so there is definitely something uh, very human that is missing uh, when you do a visit just over the telephone. So we we, if at all possible, try to get uh, get our patients on a camera. And the flip side is true as well, helpful for them to see you. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there are, are, I realize now because I wear a mask uh, all day when I'm here in the office, and there are many people who uh, rely a little on lip reading and, uh, you know, have a little hearing loss, maybe not bad enough to go and do anything about, but didn't really realize how much they rely on lip reading until it's been removed. And now these masks have made that that much more apparent. So to be able to see me and see me talking, um, it, it makes a big difference for them. So will you take the mask off when you're uh, looking at them through the uh, video camera? There may be times that I leave it on, uh, but if I if I really sense that somebody is having a difficult time understanding what I'm saying and I'm suspicious that that's the reason, I very carefully and according to protocol uh, I love that. take my mask off. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. That, that's for the uh, disclaimer that says these calls may be recorded for supervisory <laughs> purposes, and I I like that you got that disclaimer in beautifully. No, that's true, Dr. Holland. That's exactly how we've been practicing, and I experienced the same thing. Um, some of that connection is lost through the mask, and because you're trying to keep that social distance and you're trying to keep that, um, you know, just the barrier of space between you, even if you have them in front of you, that mask makes it very difficult to communicate with the patients at times. So that's another way that that telemedicine has helped us so much. I have a good friend who is a... Uh pain doc, Dr. Ellen Lynn is her name, and we were talking the other day about how there never will be the old normal. Uh, her mm-hmm. point is that the new normal uh, will be so different from what life has been like that there are a lot of changes, and uh, for some who may be uh, older, for patients who may be in their 80s and 90s, and more and more we see stories of people turning 102, 103, 104, uh, is it a challenge Dr. Holland, for them to adapt to to this new technological world, which is really forced upon them. Yeah, I think it is. You know, they're having to change. Like you said, it was forced upon them. They didn't choose any of this. And and, uh, when you don't choose change, it's difficult. It's maybe a little more difficult to get on board with it. Um, But being flexible right now is what's going to keep us all safe. Um, So we really try to... Uh, legitimize those concerns and and understand where they're coming from and remind them that we're here to take care of them. And usually they've got family close by, too, who's willing to help also. I was thinking the other day, and this is Dr. Charles and Dr. Holland, uh, although you probably don't do this in med school, a list of words to learn to spell and pronounce. Our kids are in the first and second grade. We have those words. Uh, and, and I would think if there were such a list, what are the odds that pandemic would have been on that list. Previously, it would, would have been low, but now we absolutely need to make sure everybody knows that one. Yeah. And in your case, Dr. Holland, I don't imagine you, you spent a lot of time uh, looking up and studying pandemic. I spend a lot more time doing it now. I check those statistics several times per day. 
And, and what do those statistics tell you? Because, uh, as someone who I happen to be, oh, just turned 78. Used to be 77. Uh, happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you. You're welcome. Yes. Happy birthday. Uh, so at 78, I'm in that high risk category. Uh, that's right. So uh, age can put you at a higher risk. So can the presence of uh, certain medical conditions or taking certain medications? Uh, and, and it's important to know what's happening in your individual community, especially if you're uh, somebody who's at a little bit of a higher risk. So there are sites right now, there are resources that are available that can tell you you know, how many cases in total are in your area honed down to your specific zip code, how many cases there are per day, how many hospitalizations and unfortunately deaths, how infectious that illness is at that point in your state, which is a pretty interesting statistic that I've been following. Uh, and it all gives me an idea of, you know, which direction this is headed. Well, we'll talk more about that in just a minute. If you just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron. On our WellMed Radio hotline, we're talking with Dr. Elisa Holland, who is at WellMed at Bayside, and our new co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles. She's here in our WellMed studios. She's WellMed at Ingram Park. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. We're so pleased you were with us today on WellMed Radio at 9.30 a.m. The Answer I'm Ron Aaron, along with our very special co-host who has just joined the WellMed Radio team, Dr. Marissa Charles, WellMed at Ingram Park, and she is part of our team now. Dr. Beck has gone on to even bigger and better things, and we wish Joshua the very best. We're talking down at uh, WellMed at Bayside with Dr. Elisa Holland, and we're talking about telemedicine and how uh, not too many, literally weeks ago, uh, it was on the back shelf of uh, a whole lot of clinics and now it's been moved to the front. And Dr. Holland, one other thing that has struck me as truly showing how well-made and others can adapt, and that is almost like the old sonic drive-ins where you went out to the car to deliver and get the order. You all are literally going to the parking lot to see patients. I have. I've seen a patient at her car door window. That's yes, amazing. And, and, we're, and we're practicing that way as well. And you're doing that to prevent them from coming in. For their for yeah. their health. Yeah, it was about keeping her comfortable. Right. So we're doing it in, in large part to um, reduce risk of exposure. So bringing patients physically into the clinic does huh. expose them um, to more uh, risk, you know, with the staff and then the staff as well. So we actually have changed our practice just a little bit um, here at Ingram where we're seeing a lot of patients outside, especially patients that may have any respiratory symptoms that we would be concerned about the, the virus. 
And I know at uh, some clinics you're taking temperatures when people come in. Oh, everybody. In, when you walk in the door and as you're leaving, you do the temperature twice a day. And what does that tell you? So we would want to identify people who may not be particularly symptomatic but may have an elevated temperature. It may help them um, to realize that they could have uh, infection. Now, Dr. Holland, although the technology is close, I don't think it's quite here yet to do uh, both blood pressure, uh, EKGs, temperature over telemedicine. We're not there yet. We're not there yet, but we're getting close. We have a, a vital signs kit that's being created. Um, we talked a little earlier about the possibility that grand pads will be dropped off at patients' houses, and uh, there will be, in the future, a kit that will come along with it that could include um, a pulse ox to take your oxygen saturation and heart rate that you put on your little index finger and um, a blood pressure cuff, a thermometer for patients to be able to check themselves out uh, and report their results on the visit and then return the whole kit to the transportation um, person huh. to bring back to the office. I bought one of those pulse socks. They're not very expensive. I have AFib yeah. and wanted to check from time to time, you know, how my heart rate is going and how my oxygen uh, is going. They're, they're Really, they're designed for the idiot like me to use. Mm-hmm. How tough, stick your finger in and watch, right? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty simple, and, and it, it so happens that right now watching your oxygen saturation and your temperature uh, with this coronavirus uh, pandemic, uh, those are the two most important vital signs to be keeping an eye on. So uh, being able to access a, a pulse ox that you can pick up at you know, Walgreens or Amazon for $20 um, can, can make a big difference. You must have bought one lately because that's exactly the price. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> what should oxygen uptake be? When, when I look at that little number, uh, it could be 100, it could be 95, it could be less. What should that number be? You really want it the higher the better. Uh, we get a little concerned if it drops under 92. We get a little more concerned if it drops under 90. So we, uh, we, it's comforting to see one that's, you know, in your mid to upper 90s. And then heart rate plays a role as well? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, your pulse ox, uh, will also report your pulse. Right. Um, and a normal pulse is somewhere between 60 and 100. And you know, sometimes there will be something that will keep you a little below or a little above. But it's really important to know what your normal is so that you can recognize when you're not there. And as you think about the addition of these home tools, we're going to have to train folks to use them. Well, that's one of the benefits of the telemedicine because you can actually have the patient with the monitor on their finger and just show it to you so that you can document, you know, real time what the numbers are. And what about blood pressure? I've seen an ad for kind of teasing a, a new blood pressure home measure. You put your two fingers down on a strip of whatever and it gives you blood pressure. I can't say I've seen that one, but we've got so yeah, many different okay. kinds of blood pressure monitors, you know, wrist monitors and arm, uh, you know, band monitors that can give us decent readings and they may not be as reliable as the readings we take in the office, but they still can give us a good idea of what the blood pressures are doing. I mean, that would be the concern that they're not uh, reflecting what your blood pressure is. Same with an EKG, right? You can do a home, they're coming, uh, where you can uh, check what your heart's looking like, bing, 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 bing. 
you're pointing to your non-existent watch. Right. So like those, right. there is that new technology with the Apple Watches yeah. that are, can do like a single lead EKG. It doesn't give us the full picture, but for something like an arrhythmia, it does give us a clue. And right. I've seen several people diagnosed that way. Actually diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Dr. Harlan, uh, what other new technologies are you aware of that might be coming along? So I think one of the, you mentioned the connection between technology and uh, between an Apple Watch and, and watching the heart rate. I've also seen a blood pressure cuff, um, one of my patients showed it to me, mm. uh, a blood pressure cuff that connects via Bluetooth to a smartphone. And so there's no cord and you just open it up and you put your arm in and you strap it around your arm and it goes above your elbow the way it's supposed to. And, uh, you know, you sit with your arm rested, you press the button on your, on your telephone on the app and it'll run your blood pressure and show your blood pressure on the app, which is really pretty incredible. I was, I was so impressed. I went out and bought one for myself. How does it work? You like it? I do like it. I like it. It's, it's, uh, you know, it will record a, a profile per person and there's a guest feature that won't record, uh, uh, so if you're showing, if you're showing somebody your newest technology, right. it'll, it'll not save it in your profile. Uh, and I have found it to be very accurate. And everything now is Wi-Fi connected. So you could send your results to your refrigerator. You probably could. <laughs> very true. How stressed are, patients that both of you are seeing uh, with all of the, uh, uh, you know, the heavy-duty 24-7 breaking news, deadly news, you're going to die news. Uh, how is that affecting patients, Dr. Holland? I've seen a good number of patients get uh, stressed, and I'm talking more about anxiety with a lot of, uh, a lot of patients these days. Um, but I'm one thing that's really important to remind people is, they really have the power to be able to turn that television off and recenter. And uh, there's there comes a time where you just need to be mindful. And for mental health, sometimes that means blocking out media, blocking out social social media. And um, you know, I'm not advocating living in darkness, but you know, mental health is important. And sometimes when you have negativity coming. Uh, at you every time you open your tablet, turn on your computer, turn on your television, um, it can be very draining. So I'm reminding people that they need to take breaks from media um, for their mental health. I've started to do that. I'm a uh, 24-7 news junkie, but slowly, slowly withdrawing uh, down maybe now to 22 hours, 21 hours. I'm getting down there. For me, that's a big, big jump. Uh, and uh, I can see the difference because every time that break between commercials comes, breaking news, you sit up, <laughs> even though everything is now breaking news. Right. So that does yeah. make you desensitize just a little bit. but And we know, have little kids who it does affect. Well, you do also have to think about, um, you know, because mental health is so important, taking breaks, you know, looking at meditating, exercising, you know, getting some sunshine, going outside just to find other ways to direct that energy um, because you can uh, generate just severe anxiety if you're paying attention all the time. And I know at Wellmed there's a really a enterprise-wide emphasis on taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And Dr. Holland, the emphasis on de-stressing, on uh, taking time uh, to learn to breathe, taking time uh, to get into meditation. Uh, how are you dealing with the that, that effort? Are you part of it now? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, there's been um, one thing that WellMed is, is great about, and, and you mentioned this, is they're also really focused on making sure that their doctors and advanced practice clinicians are also taking care of themselves mentally. And so on a regular basis in meetings, we start with a breathing exercise, and it's just a reminder. And it's a very simple breathing exercise. You know, you take a deep breath, you hold it, you release it. And, you know, that's something that is being instilled in us that we can then turn around and instill in our patients. And, and just that mindfulness of, of doing breathing exercises um, can make a difference. Four, seven, eight. There that's you right. go. Take it in for four, hold it for seven, blow it out for eight. There you go. Four, seven, eight. That's and, perfect. And if you do that on a regular basis, uh, you can feel the difference. I think it really does help to recenter you, help you um, even when you're trying to make decisions, even when you're trying because you can get into a pattern of making decisions rashly and just like uh, Dr. Holland said, taking a moment to be mindful and do some breathing exercises really makes a difference. And it's lovely that they're doing it together as a group in all of their meetings. Um, I might take that back to my <laughs> clinic and have my staff start to do that as well. So Dr. Holland, I want to thank you so much for coming on. We are flat out of time. Appreciate you spending time with us and we'll check back with you in a month or so to see how that telemedicine is going in your clinic. That sounds great. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Elise Bye-bye. Holland, WellMed at Bayside. I'm Ron Aaron with our new co-host on WellMed Radio, Dr. Marissa Charles. We appreciate you being with us. We'll talk to you soon right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.